Hey, it's Pat. I want to make sure you know about an upcoming event we're calling the Backstage Brainstorm. I do this show every day to bring people together so we can grow our businesses with one another. The next step is to join us for a brainstorming meeting. I want to meet you. I want to get to know you and your business. And I want to introduce you to the Idea Slam feedback and brainstorming sessions that we do inside the Idea Collective. It's a totally free, totally fun event. Click the link and you can sign up and be our guest. The Backstage brainstorms coming up next on September 27th. All right, let's start the show. It's 9 a.m. Central. That means... Small Business Mornings is on the air. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Anything else other than the thing you want me to talk about? <laughs> How about that? On today's show, uh, Twinkies are on the move. There's a big shakeup in the dessert aisle. And you won't believe how much they sold for. A major American union is pushing for a four-day work week. We need to be on this as entrepreneurs and business owners. And today, the Idea Collective is heading to Madison for a networking event. Two o'clock this afternoon. I cannot wait to meet you if you're in the Madison area. Would love to see you. And our meme of the day that perfectly captures my feelings and the thing that you want me to talk about. And our question of the day is timely. Have you put up your Halloween decorations yet? You know who you are. I'm going to out you on today's show. Welcome to Small Business Mornings. It's a daily live stream for solopreneurs and small business owners. I bring small business owners together every single morning at 9 a.m. Central to catch up on the news and build a community. And as a result, we get to work together, get to know each other, and we will grow our businesses. The mission is simple. Don't grow it alone. And look at all these lovely people saying hello in the chat. Good morning, Stephanie. It's great to see you. Chris Burns representing uh, Wisconsin. Great to see you, Patty and Teresa. Lovely to see you as well. So make sure you say hello in the comments and let us know that you are here and we will get on with the show. Before we get into the news and the goofiness of the thing you want me to talk about, we need to take a moment and mark today. Today is September 11th. It's the 22nd anniversary of the deadliest terror attacks on U.S. soil. Nearly 3,000 people were killed, and it changed the U.S. forever. No commentary, no jokes, just a moment to pause and honor those that were lost. Okay. That was We just had to start with that because you can't do a show today and not make sure that we are all thinking about that and remembering that. Okay, Jennifer Smith, good morning. Karen, great to see you as well. Let's get on with the rest of the show. The UAW is on to something, United Auto Workers, and it could change almost everything. Last week, we celebrated Labor Day. And we trotted out our stats, you know, the stats in the U.S. that we work too much and we're work addicts and we don't take enough vacations. And I mean, we know all of those things, right? But the UAW, the United Auto Workers, they're rolling out a series of audacious demands. Now, those are their words, audacious demands. And they're in the middle of negotiation and their contract ends this week in Detroit. What they're calling for 
is a 32-hour work week. Four eight-hour days. Now, of course, they're calling for it. They represent workers and good for them. Good morning, Susie and Jennifer. But as small business owners, we are immune from this discussion, yet not immune from this discussion. Let me explain. We are immune from this discussion because we do it to ourselves. The fact that you work six, seven days a week, 92 hours a week, it's really your fault. It's your fault because we're trying to grow something that doesn't exist and take it to places we don't currently have it and we want more, so we're willing to work for it because we own it. So it's really our fault. We do it to ourselves, but we're also kind of conditioned that way. If you came from corporate like I did, you started the workload with, well, eight to five every day. That's just what I know how to do. But we got to be aware of it, too, because we employ or are going to employ people as well. Why would they work five-hour days? Because we told them to. What if they didn't? We get to make that decision. And as we talked about last week, four-day work weeks are pretty trendy, and they're showing some results in office settings. But the reason why this story is interesting, because it's a manufacturing setting. It's different. And it could prove to be a much different deal. But here's what we know. And here's where I think here's where I think the opportunity exists for us as small business owners. It's popular. It's popular. People would rather work four days than five. You'd rather work four days than five. So if something's popular and we're not bound by rules, we get to do something to our advantage. So here's the opportunity. If you're looking for a knowledge worker right now, if you're looking for help for your business, I bet you could get a better person right now if you put out there remote work four-hour week or four-day week. Remote work four-day week. I'm sure you could get a better person if you did that than if you did eight to five Monday through Friday, you're a full-time employee, sit down, shut up, because that's the way I say you should do it. We get to make the rules, but we're working inside of what we've learned and the culture. And remember, we get to compete against others with the rules that we define. So the reason why I bring it up is this is kind of interesting. I don't think it has a prayer of getting through, personally. But if it does, and this discussion continues it's going to start slowly changing things, slowly changing things. So keep an eye on it because we are employees and we are employers, especially uh, if you're thinking about growing. Okay, so I started with the honor to 9-11, heartbreakingly sad. Everything's changing about who we employ and how things work. And now I've got another uplifting story about the financial situation <laughs> that we're all dealing with. So, uh, yeah, we're just off to a rip-roaring start. And we are absolutely going to uh, talk about yesterday's uh, football game. And we're going to ask our question of the day, and we've got a meme of the day that per perfectly sums it up. Before we get on to the next thing, good morning, Rhonda. Jennifer hits it right. I think everyone should work what they want and when they want. Now, that works, provided the work gets done. And as a small business owner, we get to make that decision. We can work when we want and how we want, but it's got to match the output that we expect for our family and our future. 
It's a balancing game. But I think that sentiment, Jennifer, is definitely becoming more and more popular. Okay, concerning financial story, we boy, we're fun for Monday. I promise I've got fun stuff for you this morning. I promise I do. And we will have a Bears hating section later. So trust me, if you're here just to watch me get ridiculed and you want to pile on, we will have that section, of course. Those of you that are supporting B2B customers, I'm sorry, B2C customers, like normal people, you're not serving the business-to-business segment, you're out there talking to the population. How are your customers doing? The families and the individuals, how are they doing? That's a question. That's a question. That's why you have the magic box where you type things in. How are your customers doing? Because we can all agree that everything is super expensive right now, right? And if you're like me and Abby, we're making choices on how to spend our money because it seems like there's less money going around. Like there's, there's things are just more expensive. So how are your customers doing? Are you observing them being a little tighter with their dollars? If I had to guess, I would suspect that it feels a little slower than it should. And your average sale might still be high because everyone has dollars, but that's also because you raised your prices and inflation's hanging around. But it just doesn't feel as busy as it used to be. That's that's a guess. Well, here's another indication of how inflation is impacting our B2C customers. This is a news story in the New York Post. Credit card and car loan defaults have hit a 10-year high. Credit card and car loans are defaulting at a 10-year high. Analysts didn't think long about it before they blamed inflation. One was quoted as saying, the increase in delinquencies is symptomatic of the tough decisions these households are having to make right now, whether to pay their credit card bills, their rent, or their groceries. Hmm. So why is it so bad? Well, everything is more expensive. We know that. But let's shine a little bit of light on the debt. The average interest rate right now, the average interest rate on debt, 20.6%. And credit card debt in the U.S. has surpassed $1 trillion. We got a trillion dollars in credit card debt at 20% interest. How, what, huh? How does, does that, I have a question. Huh? It's not good. It's not good. And it's not like going to be the end of the world just yet, but the end of the world is like right over there in the waiting room. Like this is not going to end well. And maybe we pull out of it, that's fine. And things get back to normal and that would be great. But, I just want you to be aware, if you're dealing with your B2C customers right now, and it just feels like people are holding on to their money and like it's a little bit slow right now, maybe that's why. Maybe it's the average car payment being $1,000 right now. Maybe it's because mortgage applications are at a low of like the last 20 years. Things are bubbling. And I'm not trying to beat the drum. I'm not predicting. I'm just trying to keep you informed as I watch the news. Just be aware of what's going on because it ain't good. Okay, 
We're going to do a happy story now because I cannot do another depressing story. No more depressing stories. In fact, we're going to have fun for the rest of this show. We're going to do a happy story. And if you're just joining us, this is Small Business Mornings, a daily live stream for small business owners. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. I promise I'm not always this depressing. Promise. Just this is what the news is today. The show brings small business owners together every morning at 9 a.m. Central to catch up on the news so we can work together and grow our businesses. It's part of our mission. Don't grow it alone. Oh, yeah, Kristen. I would say good morning, but bears. Seriously, we're going to do a bears hate segment if you're just loading up and you cannot wait to ridicule me for my miserable football team. Oh, we'll do that. Okay, here's the fun story I promised you. Holy Twinkies, Batman. Holy Twinkies, Batman. Right? Remember the TV show? How much, how much is a Twinkie? Oh, I know. Lots of big promises today, Chris. I know. I know. It's just sad. How much is a Twinkie? Like, go to the store right now and buy a box of Twinkies. How much are they? Four bucks? Something like that? And how much do we love Twinkies? Oh, man. A box of Twinkies? Ding-dongs? Ho-hos? Oh, hell yes. I will tell you this. If I had one week to live, I would sit down with a gallon of milk and eat an entire box of Ho-Hos in one sitting. I wouldn't even, I just, you know what? F it. Just, I would be sitting there, boxer shorts, box of ho-hos, and I would just crush the entire thing. They're just nature's perfect food. No doubt. But apparently, Twinkies are worth a lot more than just four bucks a box. The news story this morning is, and this is exactly how they reported it. This is awesome. This is awesome. This is how they reported it. Jelly maker J.M. Smucker is buying Hostess brands. Jelly maker J.M. Smucker. Before I tell you how much it went for Hostess brands, J.M. Smucker sounds like Smuckers when they're in trouble. J.M. Smucker, you get down here this minute. Okay. Hostess, how much did it sell for? How much is the Twinkie company worth? Guess. Think about it. Guess. How much is a box of Twinkies, is a factory full of Twinkies worth? The Twinkie sale, they bought Hostess for $5.6 billion. What? 5.6, that's a lot of Twinkies. $5.6 billion. That's a lot of Twinkies. <laughs> and I don't know why I do this, but I like to do this when something this silly happens. I thought, well, how many Twinkies is that? So I did the math. Are you ready for Twinkie maths? I did Twinkie maths this morning. Twinkies are $3.99 a box. And there's 10 Twinkies in each box. For $5.6 billion, you can get the equivalent of 14 billion Twinkies. That's a lot of Twinkies. That's a lot of Twinkies. 
And then when you do a story like this, you realize how fun it is to say the word Twinkies. Say the word. Say the word right now, Twinkies. Say it out loud. Twinkies. Isn't that an awesome word? Isn't that the perfect word? An alien could land from Mars. And I would say, would you like a Twinkie? And they would know it's this happy, fun little thing that you put in your, like, if they have a mouth or a hole or whatever they put it in. Like, right? It's a Twinkie. What if everything in your business was so perfectly named as a Twinkie? It's a Twinkie. It's a Twinkie. It's just a perfect name. So 14 billion Twinkies is the equivalent of what it sold for. And then because I'm on this stupid, ridiculous diet my son has me on, I thought, hmm, 14 billion Twinkies. How many calories are in 14 billion Twinkies? Yes, I did the math. trillion calories are in 14 billion Twinkies. (laughs) And then I thought, wow, that's a lot of Twinkies. How long would it take you to eat all those Twinkies? Well, if you ate one Twinkie every 30 seconds, it would take you 1.871 million years to eat 14 billion Twinkies. So where else, I ask you, I, where else are you getting hard-hitting Twinkie maths to start Monday morning? I will answer that. Nowhere else. Nowhere else. This is the kind of commentary you need to start your morning. Twinkie maths. We're going to do our question of the day in a little bit, which is, do you have your Halloween decorations up? You know who you are. I'm going to do that in a minute. But Kristen's here with me in solidarity. It's time for the Bears-Packers hate segment and our meme of the day. So if you are a Packers fan, many of you probably enjoyed yesterday because my beloved Bears got pantsed on national TV. They don't get pantsed on local TV. Oh no, they were the 325 national game and got destroyed. So our meme of the day perfectly sums up how I'm feeling because, you know, we've got a relationship, right? I'm your guy. Like we're friends, right? We're pals. And while you're laughing at me because my team lost, you also want to make sure I'm like, okay, do you care? No, you probably don't care. But this accurately sums up exactly how I feel. This is your meme of the day. There's me with all of my love for the team. And here's what the Bears did yesterday. Yes, that's what they did to me. That's what happened. I showed up. I can't wait for the game. It's going to be awesome. First drive. We go for it for fourth and one. Screw you in your hopes. Oh, yeah. It's only 10-6 at halftime. Here we go. No, you suck. (laughs) okay so if you want to take a shot at me if you want to gloat about your stupid packers victory now's the time but i have to get prepared there 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 we go now and only now am i ready bring it on Come on, I know you want to talk about how bad my team is. We suck. We suck. Out loud. We suck infinitely. 
We suck into the future. We suck so bad we time traveled to suck for decades more. That's how bad we suck. Come on. Come on. Bring it on. Yeah. Lateral pass after lateral pass. Yes, I know. We suck. Uh, oh, my nose is out the eye hole. Okay. So after the game, I was wallowing in the awful, like, post-game reaction. And I was starting to think about, um, okay, how do we fix it? And then my son accurately pointed out, it's not our problem to fix it. That's a them problem. They get to fix it. Or maybe they don't fix it. And I just am stuck with a terrible football team till the end of time. We suck. What else can be said? Kristen, am I missing anything? I'm not missing anything, right, Kristen, my fellow Bears fan? We were awful yesterday. So there you go. I'll just put this right over here. Right over here. Behind uh, Rick. Rick, do we suck? Yeah, we suck. Even Rick the Business Beaver knows we suck. Oh, God, that was painful. So embarrassing. There you go. The other thing was, and someone said this on Reddit, so I'm going to give whomever Reddit user credit, but the Reddit user said to the Packers fans that were ripping them, there's nothing you can say that will hurt me more than yesterday's game. And that's a true fact. Yesterday hurt so bad that like there's nothing that could happen today. Like, there's nothing you could say that would hurt me more. Now, it's only one game, and maybe the team gets better, but we all know what's going to happen. The Bears get better, and then we play the Packers the last week of the year, and we lose again, and it crushes our dreams, and we suck for infinity. Go Bears. Okay, question of the day. There you go. See, I wasn't going to hide from it. Yes, my team sucks. The end.com. Let's do our question of the day, shall we? Question of the day. Have you put up your Halloween decorations yet? It is now September 11th. So that is what? A month and 20 days until Halloween. There are people on the planet. You know who you are. Who have Halloween as their number one holiday. Number one, more than Christmas or Fourth of July or Thanksgiving or Juneteenth or whatever holiday it is that people love, there are people who think Halloween is the best holiday. They're wrong, but they think Halloween is the best holiday. Do you have your Halloween decorations up? And Jennifer's, no, no, I don't do that. Okay, good, good. But some people do. And if you do, that's cool. But the reason why I bring it up is. Have you noticed in your social media feeds it's all Halloween? And have you noticed in the grocery store the Zitty Pumpkins are out? You know the ones I'm talking about? Like not the nice big orange pumpkins that you want to like carve and put on your front porch. I'm talking about the bumpy, gross Zitty ones. Have you seen those? I'm like, who gets their kid the Zitty Pumpkin? Get them a nice pumpkin. Don't give them the bumpy, gross, infected-looking pumpkin. Nasty. Okay, here we go. 
Thank you, Stephanie. My daughter has decorations up. She would keep them up all year if she could. Well, she could. We might judge her for it, but she could. And Kristen said, uh, Halloween decorations got pulled out of the basement yesterday, still in the box in the living room. Yeah. Some people really love it. The, the, the Halloween candy is all over the grocery store. And I have this irrational fear about Halloween. Halloween's fine, whatever. If you love Halloween, that's great. I have an irrational fear when it comes to Halloween, though. Someday, I will not be in my basement, or as we called it yesterday, the Pat Cave. Someday, I won't be here in my basement. I will have a real-ass office. And I have this vision for the office. Big brainstorming space, a live studio. A, a big, I can see it as clearly as I'm sitting here right now. But my irrational fear about getting an office space is that I opus, open this big, beautiful office space and 18 months later I have to close it and it becomes a Halloween party supply store. <laughs> when we talk about imposter syndrome and how we get in our own heads and how we worry about the stupidest crap as small business owners, that's my big fear about opening my own office. I'm worried that if I open my own office that it will close and it would become a Halloween store. Oh, wasn't that the idea? Collective offices? Boom. Halloween store. Wow, that place looked really nice. No. Fake glasses and hair dye. <laughs> because that happens all the time. So if you've got your Halloween decorations out, God bless. It's absolutely time to do it. Whip it out. Whatever you got to do. Don't buy the Zitty Pumpkins. And uh, let's pass the candy around. Shall we? couple of announcements before we get out of here for today, and this is an important one. First of all, in two weeks, two weeks from today, I am moving the location of this show from my current LinkedIn profile to our new Small Business Mornings page. On LinkedIn, we have a page called Small Business Mornings. On that page, I'm going to broadcast this show live. So I won't be broadcasting it on my profile. It'll be on the show page. We're now over 150 members, so we can do it. But I can only broadcast to one LinkedIn page at a time. So we're going to do it there starting Monday, the 24th. So get yourself all combobulated and ready to go so you don't miss the show on Monday, September 24th, two weeks from today. Speaking of today, we are headed to Madison. We're going to Madison today for some networking. The Idea Collective is bringing people together to get to know one another, and an Idea Slam is going to break out. Got some prizes to give away, and we're going to do some feedback and brainstorming for those of those uh, those people that are in the room. I'm excited to make the trip. Might have to do a quick trip or two on the way. Love you, quick trip. So we will see you today, 2 o'clock, in Madison, and if you'd like to come, it's totally free. The link is now in the chats. We would love to see you. Also, we're building a new event for the folks that are watching the show. So if you're not local, but you would like to get together, I want to meet you and your business. We're doing an event this week, this Wednesday. We're calling it the Backstage Brainstorm. So if you've only just watched the show and we've never had a chance to talk, 
join us for this meeting. I want to learn about your business. I want you to meet some folks from the Idea Collective community. And then we're going to do an Idea Slam. And if you're sitting there saying, I've mentioned Idea Slam like two or three times, what is an Idea Slam? Well, it's one of the things inside the Idea Collective that I think that we've got figured out. The Idea Slam is a place to get honest feedback. If you really needed to know, is this thing any good? Who would you turn to? Your spouse that works in corporate? Your buddies you play golf with? Some coach that won't tell you the full answer until they ring up your credit card? Who do you turn to for real feedback from small business owners that get it? Who do you turn to from your target audience if you're B2B? That's the type of thing we do in an idea slam. It's not just generating new ideas. It's also getting feedback and the truth on what you're facing from people that have done it, from the people you want to do it with that came out wrong, and everyone else that has a vested interest in your success. It's really fun. We do it twice a week, every week in the community. We will also do it inside the Backstage Brainstorm event. So we would like to help you see your blind spots and help you be more productive. Join us on September 13th for this special online event called the Backstage Brainstorm. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. This is Small Business Mornings. It's a daily live stream for solopreneurs and small business owners. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. This show is here to bring small business owners together every morning at 9 a.m. Central so we can catch up on the news, work together, and grow our businesses. It's part of our mission. Don't grow it alone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm going to go cry about the Chicago Bears for the next 24 hours, and then I'll be back here, 9 a.m. Central, ready to go. Take it easy. Go make some money. Talk to you tomorrow.